Guys, uh, welcome back to Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Today is a very, very special day. I'm so grateful for bringing on my man Alex straight out of Kenya. Oh, this is going to be a special day. Just because, man, I love tapping into the motherland. And I just love, of course, meeting people from all around the world. And especially in Africa. And you know what? He's going to be here to tell us his side of the story and everything about Africa, the languages, the this, the that, and of course what he does. Without further ado, Alex, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So here we go. Alex, just so people know who you are, I guess you could just give them a rundown about you know, what you do, you university, you graduated, um, you ended up, of course, saying, oh, I don't want to do this. Now you're into copywriting. Tell us about that story. Tell us about you first. Yeah, uh, I started uh, when I when I when I finished school, uh, I went home and I, I didn't have a job. Uh, and uh, I, I, w- I wanted to do something, something for myself, something that I, I loved. I used to I used to read blogs, watch videos on YouTube on how to become a to do something that you love and make money. <laughs> so I tried uh, blogging. Okay. And uh, did not go well. <laughs> I blogged. For some. Why didn't it yeah. go well? I, I I didn't know how to market myself, and I I was a I was a terrible writer. So so I started marketing. Uh, for a while, about a year. Okay. And when I realized that this was this wasn't going nowhere, <laughs> I I decided to take a job, a right a, a teaching job. Okay. So I taught for a year, a year, I think, yeah. And then now my writing career now broke through. That's when I started getting clients who are paying me better than than the the salary that I was getting. At the, at the at the school, so I, I quit the job. So from two to last year, last year I think around May, I've been doing this thing, writing, and uh, I'm I'm going to copywriting now. Okay. So that that's it. Uh, we don't we don't finish school early down here. At eighteen, nineteen, that is when I I I look for a job. At twenties, that is when I thought. Now I'm, I'm writing. So wow, you know what? And what? When did you realize that marketing was getting you nowhere? So uh, after a year of earning zero, after a year of getting to my Amazon account, and uh, I just see zero point zero zero, and uh, two other affiliate accounts that I, I had I, I had signed up for. And I could not see any 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 money. That's when I, I decided that this wasn't the right thing. Maybe I could do it some other time later on, but but not for now. Okay, okay. So um, there. You know what's really interesting because I just ended up in what I'm going to present to you at the end of this podcast. I just linked up with another copywriter spontaneously yeah. the first time that I actually talked to you. Um, uh, I uh I had a podcast with another copywriter out there in England. And that's yeah. when I finally got a thorough introduction into copywriting. So for people who do not know, 
What is copywriting? So yeah, copywriting is when is a, a branch of marketing that is digital, digital marketing, where you you write material that is going to to be uh, advertised towards people so that they can buy. You don't you don't just write something. You don't just say. Let's say you're selling some a phone. You don't just write, I have a phone, I want to sell it to you, give me money. <laughs> Nobody will. So you have to you have to know how people what people want, what they want to hear, how they want it, introduced to them so that you can now be able to, to sell it. So that is very, very difficult. It's just like salesmanship. Yeah. So I mean, it's just hmm. the communication part of the salesmanship, right? That's the that's the. You don't have to wear suits. You don't have to to go any place. You just have to know how to communicate. How did you begin to improve your writing? You said you were a terrible writer. Were you a terrible writer in another language or specifically English? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think writing you have to practice. I was a terrible writer in both Swahili and English. Mm. I, I, I didn't uh, I didn't use, I didn't express my thoughts properly. They were not yeah, clearly exp- expressed. Uh, I when whenever I used to write, it's just a feeling that everybody has when you when you're writing, it's just flowing. But when you start revising, you 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 give up on what you have written because it's just it's not not presentable you know what just to let everyone know when i was um i still remember when i had a class uh mr blackmer's class sophomore year of high school uh there was a friend by the name of oneda and oneda was checking my paper and she is Mex. Well, I'm sorry, American born, but her parents do not speak English. So she's from Mexico. She's fluent in both English and Spanish. Um, and I ended up realizing that you know that I was a bad writer because she gave me feedback saying, you know, you need to vary your words. And when she said vary your words, I said, what do you mean by that? Like, well, you use the same words over. It's recycling. You're recycling your words. And that happened yeah. to me again in university. A friend by the name of Shayla, she was like, uh, Arsenio, yeah, your writing is not really good, but Microsoft can help you with synonyms. So I started learning like a lot of synonyms because of uh, Microsoft enabling that as a function. Uh, but yeah, I was not that well of a writer uh, in the beginning stages. So yeah, so uh, when it comes to... When it comes to languages in general out there in Kenya, what you said the other time was very, very fascinating. So how many languages are spoken out there in Kenya? Yeah, so there are 42 tribes in Kenya. That is uh, 42 official languages. But then I, I went on, on Wikipedia and I found 88, some of which I don't even know. 88 languages in Kenya. How many? 88. 88. Yeah, but, but I think they have broken down because they are like when you find when you go to England, they are uh, in Britain. You can find that the the languages are, are you can find Welsh, 
and some other languages that are close to, to English. But some people can say that Welsh and uh, what is the other one? Is it Gaelic? Uh, is that Scottish? I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can 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 argue that that is not English. Ooh. They can call it another language, dif- different from the, the. They can call it the original one. I think that's how Wikipedia has made it. But in officially, there are 42, 42 of them, forty-two tribes. That is amazing, okay. man. Okay, so forty-two tribes. So. Okay, so English is your number one language. It's the official language of yeah. Kenya. Yeah. And that's the same with Uganda. Uh, I have a Ugandan teacher out here that I've known for such a long time. And he told yeah. me, he was like, listen, Uganda, uh, English is the first language. So <laughs> these are so many things I don't know. So when it comes down to uh, how do they implement that in school? Because you speak three languages, but you started learning English, and then there was Swahili, and then so how was that all taught in school? Yeah, there's a there's a syllabus. I think we every every class from the me from the baby class to the to the university they must have topics. They must have units in a, in every class. There is there are units in in the lower classes. They call it, they call them subjects. So you can find that in a class the in a in the children's class, they, they learn Swahili, mathematics, English, and some science, and some social social studies. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's just yeah. like, and so, man, you know, when I was going to school, <laughs> man, they, well, it was, I remember in second grade, there was a, a video that we would watch every afternoon after recess, and it was called Fles, F-L-E-S. And I'm guessing that's uh, what it meant was fluent Espanol, I think. I'm not exactly sure. This was like one million years ago. But yeah. um, they kind of stuffed it down our throats, and I didn't learn anything from those videos. So what they were implementing <laughs> in grade school... And then you bring these teachers in for high school. Their accents suck when they come. You you know, this one lady, Miss Phoenix, her accent, she was like, she wasn't even trying to speak Spanish. She was speaking it with the the American stress, the American everything, you know. Oh, my God. It was just so frustrating. So was there ever a point in time where you were, like, frustrated with learning other languages? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a time when we were when we used to be taught uh, French. Ooh, okay. But uh, but I I didn't get anything because I learned it for I think two years. The rest of the the rest of the pupils had learned the language for since they were young. So they were learning three languages in school. They had the mother tongue, and now they uh, they were learning three languages and and the mother tongue at home. So for me it was difficult because I didn't know what, what what was what was the basics. I didn't know the basics. I didn't know anything about French, and I had come from a village where the only language they spoke were Swahili and mother tongue. So I I was stuck, and I didn't know how to complain for that. So I just I just went through the class. Luckily they don't examine such such extra languages in school. They just examine the Swahili and the English. 
And so, French, you learned that for two years, but you felt like you just didn't get anything from it. That That's exactly how it was with me in Spanish in high school. Um, yeah. I felt I didn't learn a damn thing from that. But, again, taking Spanish again for two, three months in university, I learned more in two, three months compared to 24 months, you know? So, um Oh, man. Okay. And so you learned that all the way up till, of course, grade 12 or 12th grade is what we say in America, right? Yeah. Swahili, you learn Swahili from from when you are a child up to 18 years old Mm. and English. Okay. So, you you know what? I got a real good question for you. So if we look at like different jobs, let me give you an example. Here in Thailand, of course, yeah. there are. I tell my students, I say, listen, the more English you speak, the more opportunities you will have. Sure, there are yeah. very wealthy Thai people that do not speak English, but I'm not going to get into that. But let's just say there are, you know, there's a lot of there's some corruption that happens. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but if you want to be a successful person that influences people and that helps people, you need to be able to culturally exchange and whatnot. So if we look at Kenya, would you say the more languages you learn, the more you earn? Do you think that's true? No, oh, no. Damn. I don't think the more, the more languages, I think English, like you said, is the main, is the main language. Mm-hmm. The more you learn English, the better, the better your chances of succeeding. But for the the rest of the languages, I don't think like the uh, people when you when you tell somebody you're learning Chinese, wow, they, they probably rebuke you and uh, and laugh at you. You are you are made in China. <laughs> but uh, but I think the 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 languages that you that people can actually say you succeed through, I I think English. Uh, French, because you can teach French at school, and uh, Spanish. Mm, okay, so what do do people out there in Kenya? Are there some people that speak Spanish? Yeah, wow. some some tourists and uh, oh, okay. uh, and a few. Yeah, I think it will just be for the fun of it. When I um I was telling you last time. That there is that uh, African-speaking nation, Sao Tome and Principe, you know, they speak Portuguese. Mauritius, they speak French or Creole. Uh, South Africa, I don't know how many different languages are down there, you know what I mean? So, it's just amazing how so much language comes from the continent of Africa. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) very many people. There's a a long story about uh, the the people, the, the languages that the tribes in Africa. They say that some came from Congo, some came from uh, North Africa. Mm. They are they are they are classified into the Nilots and the Bantus and uh, Kushites. Mm. So they they say some of them are fishermen and uh, they keep they 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 are fishermen and herdsmen. The Bantus are farmers. Ah. So most. most of yeah, most of the most of the most of the people who are herdsmen and fishermen are mainly in uh, around the Nile. Yeah, so the 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 farmers are around are 
They're all everywhere in Africa. They're mainly in the highlands. The North African countries, that's Arabic, and I'm sure there's a few other languages. You know, your Morocco, your Algeria, yeah. your Tunisia, your uh, Egypt, and stuff like that. Um, and then Tanzania, which is next door, there are a, a, an array of languages too. So, again, just very fascinating. But what are some things – I wanted to ask you this because what are some things – But let's just say this is the first time you're listening. You're from Japan. You're from uh, Peru. You're from Morantan – no, that's an African country. Uh, you're from Indonesia. Your first time listening to the – you know, someone from – Africa, and you want to know a little bit about Kenya. What are some some cool things about Kenya? Now, remember I told you that one of my friends, she's flying planes out there. And she's been yeah. telling me, you need to hurry up and come visit me. You need to visit me. I'm like, well, you know, you're going to pick me up at the airport. You know, uh, you're going to give me a, you know, you're going to take care of me. You know, I'm kind of, you know what I mean? So what is some, yeah. um, tell, tell us some things about Kenya. So uh, I think most of the people, when they hear the term Africa, they think of a, of a, of a what, do, what do you call this climate that is equatorial climate where there are tall trees and canopies and uh, forests yeah. everywhere. But that's not the case. In Africa, there, there, of course, there are trees, but it is just, when I, when, I look, when I look at the map, when I look at the history of America, I would say, Kenya is around uh, around uh, when America was at nineteen sixties. Kenya is around that that uh, generation of the the nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties. It's behind, but it's coming up. Okay. But uh, the fascinating things about Kenya is that is the people. The people of Kenya are are hardworking. They they are, they they want they don't want to be left behind. We are among the people who who want to be, despite being down here, uh, surrounded by different countries. We still want to be top. We are we are innovative, and just like the way they they say, you'll find Americans Americans in every in every part of the world. <laughs> I think you can say the same about Kenyans. You'll find them everywhere, in every part of the world. Recently saw some uh, some real cool travel videos of this guy uh, seeing some very unique uh, gorillas or something like that in Wanda. Um, beautiful. I realize how beautiful Wanda is. Oh, my God, man. So, like, if I go to Kenya, man, yeah. and it's like my first time, what, what are some things? Yeah. Should I stay in, you, you know, uh, again, Nairobi is the capital, Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't mess that up because I thought Nairobi was Ethiopia for some reason. No, that's Addis Ababa. I can't say the name. I can't say the name. Addis Ababa. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I think I got it. But um, what are some yeah, things like? Right. What What are some um, some places like around the capital? If I go there, because I really, really, really want to visit uh africa i was thinking about egypt but now egypt is too hot for the rest of the year and so if i do decide to go down there and take my friend up on her offer like around the capital and other places like well you know i mean are there some real nice places to go would you say venture out over here what do you think yeah 
Nairobi is a busy is a busy city. I think you you would uh, you would find nice places to stay there. During the day, you can spend the day. You can spend it in the uh, in some parks, in the parks around there. There's a Uhuru Park where you can watch some kids play. You can you can see the monuments. You can go to the museum. You can also you can also take some some time and. Uh, if you are the party parting person, there are very many. In fact, that is those are the most uh, clubs and uh, restaurants in in Nairobi, the best. So you will find uh, Chinese food, every kind of every kind of dishes that you would like. And if you want to stay, you can stay in our Westland. That is a there are very good places there. Oh, well, I'm sorry, West West Alan. Westland. Oh, Westland. Okay, okay. Okay, so and then China, I'm guessing China has a real big influence. I've realized that like the government and whatnot, they are injecting billions upon yeah. billions. Yeah. So well, what do you yeah. think about they, that? They, they, built, they have built a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, infrastructure in, yeah. in, in, in Kenya. The roads, the railway, the, the, the standard gauge railway was was built by the chain. I think most of the things in Kenya, in fact, when I look at my phone, made in made in Thailand. Most of the things are made in China, in Kenya. Buy most of the things. I don't know. They maybe they are cheap. Maybe they are. Yeah, maybe they are easier to 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 transport to Kenya because it is just crossing around the sea. I don't know, but. We rely mo- most of our labor is sourced from China. Wow! And I see them; they, they are they are now nowadays they are coming to live in Kenya. In fact, I, I hear I don't I don't go to most of those nightclubs, uh-huh. but I hear that they are found down there most of them. Oh, during, really? <laughs> during the night. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that's really interesting. That's why I've been telling. A lot of my students and a lot of yeah. people, they look at it from the negative aspect. I don't care about the negative. I care about China saying, you know what? America doesn't care about Africa. The last time America has invested anything into Africa, who knows? I mean, we saw Wanda, Bill Clinton, shoulder shrugging. No one gave a damn. So yeah. now with China investing, not only is this going to help African nations, I see that. You know, the likes of um, Ethiopia, they're getting these beautiful trains and they're being built everywhere to, like, go to different cities around the country. Um, And now, again, Kenya and whatnot. And so I love it because not only is China coming to invest into Africa because no one else is, but the fact is that people in China are going to understand more about Africa in general. You know what I mean? And I think that's the most critical component because, of course, Asia, they have a preconceived notion about what the continent of Africa is. And that's what the media has painted. what This is what the media has told everyone. So I'm really, really excited about what's to come um, in terms of infrastructure, um, renewable energy, everything in general out there in Africa. So... Yeah, I think the major setback in Africa. I don't think it is the it is the infrastructure will help Africa mm. eliminate its 
eliminate its problem, its main, uh, the main problem. But I think the main problem in Africa is the languages. So we have very many languages in Kenya. We have very many languages in Africa. So I think that one, you know, the, you have heard of the story about the, the Babylonian, whatever, the Babylonian uh, tower. Right. It was oh. in the Bible. Yeah, 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 I heard about. I was just thinking about that too. The Tower of, is it the Tower of Babylon or Babel? Yeah, yeah, Babel. Oh. So they, it was it it, it not continued because there were there are many languages down there and there was no unity. I think the same applies to Africa. There are many languages. I think almost there. If there are eight, eight languages in Kenya and fifty four countries in Africa, that means there are over eight hundred languages oh, in Africa. My. Goodness gracious. And you know what? Yeah. To be honest with you, Alex, yeah. I think the more languages, the more war. I don't know. That's just yeah. something. What do you think? The, the more, the, more the, the, the separate the difference between the people and the more they fight. Uh, that's what happened with Wanda. Wanda was tribe yeah. people versus tribe people. Am I right? Yeah. In Rwanda, it was, in fact, very bad because uh, there were only two languages and they, are ve- they were very different. So they, they, they obviously hated each other. Oh, my God, man. See, that's why, you know, I was just reading. It, it was like, um, I don't know, one of these test, prep cor- uh, test preparation courses I was teaching. And it revolved around an IELTS question saying, hey, if if the world had one language, do you think we would get along? And I said, well, you know what? Communication is one thing we had a problem with before the internet. Yeah. World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War. We were killing – everyone was killing everyone. It was pure war out here. Why? We weren't communicating. Now, Canada and United States, they're fun. I mean they're buddy-buddy. America and England, they're buddy-buddy. All the Commonwealth countries – they're buddy-buddy, and they all speak the same language. Now, America, they like to have a tendency of pointing fingers at Russia and China. And honestly, if Russia and China spoke English, I think we would have a better understanding. Or, you know, if we just used one language in general. English is supposed to be. Some people consider, for example, when you are speaking, I was thinking about this. When you're speaking to the people, of, uh, to the people in, uh, let's say, Iraq, uh, which other which other country Afghanistan, Iran. Uh, which country is next to Iraq down there? Uh Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, uh Saudi Arabia, if I'm not mistaken. Saudi Arabia, yeah. Okay. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. When you're speaking to a person from Saudi Arabia, it's like they are aggressive in, in this in their in their talks. In in the it's just the language itself, the pronunciation of words is just aggressive. And maybe you don't understand what they are saying. So when whenever a person maybe is telling you to do something, you might think that they are maybe being aggressive against you or or maybe abusive. Mm. I think that is the, the the difference. That is what causes people to to avoid each other because you don't know what he's saying and he seems out of character. Ah, right, right, right. Yeah, I've seen that. Um. Like, well, when the, I got a lot of Chinese people, I have a lot of Chinese people that listen to my podcasts, and 
some and there are so many Chinese people. So I'm just saying some of them that come here to Thailand, a lot of Thai people are like, well, I don't like Chinese. And I say, why? They said they're too loud. And I'm like, well, they yeah. <laughs> so they could be on the plane go, what? Yeah, yeah, what? you know, and it's crazy. It's mayhem. But again, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you don't take cheap flights. <laughs> don't take yeah. cheap flights. The, the, when you're speaking to the people, mainly of the eastern side, the eastern, uh, the, the eastern part of the world, I don't know why. Maybe it's just their language or they just seem aggressive. And when you just, you want to avoid the conflict, but maybe that's the, how they speak. Right. And when they tell you sorry, you might even fight over, over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because I like the Japanese. They're very calm, cool, and candid. Um, Koreans, yeah. yeah, I think that, I think the Japanese, I love it because they very, they, they they're very, I don't know. They, they keep a cool, a sense of collectiveness with them. They're like, I'm a little, you know, and they're very, they, you know, it's really a cool. I don't have any problems with that. Singapore too. Uh, Malaysia, it depends. Like at the airport, you might hear people screaming. That happened to me a couple times. Uh, but yeah, because I've been to so many uh, loud people. They're very, very, they're, they're some of the nicest that I've ever met. Hong Kong, uh, some people or could be loud but the thing is uh they say they come from like shenzhen china so you got hong kong ladies you got this you got that you have a a crazy amount of like people that live in hong kong so yeah i mean it just all depends i heard saudi arabia they have to be some of the most aggressive talkers a big shout out to my saudi arabians that are listening to me i'm sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe also the 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 when you when you watch the the videos from saudi arabia they are always on strike they're always demonstrations and they are very aggressive and uh, you watch most of the movies from the eastern side they are very aggressive I think you just think it's your character. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, man. Okay. Well, you know what? Alex, man, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. As a token of my gratitude, the guy that I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the guy that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, uh, him being like a 20 year old vet copywriter, I'm going to link him up with you. Hopefully you can learn some things from him. He's from Tanzania, but he's been living in England for the longest. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll be able to share a lot of different tips in terms of copywriting and in terms of what you got going on in your life. So I'll link you guys up as a token yeah. of my gratitude, man. Thank you so much. So- Okay, thank you. And so, uh, yeah, in, in terms of any more final thoughts, guys, I hope you enjoyed this ESL podcast. Again, Alex, man, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Absolutely. You're more than welcome. And guys, with that being said, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.